And welcome in to the In The Mix With Mike podcast here. You hit us with another one tonight. Jose, how we feeling? Uh, You know, regular, regular degular day. You know it. Uh, Ready to cook up. Under the weather a little bit. I apologize to the fans out there. So yeah, everyone around me's been sick for some reason, but I haven't gotten sick yet. So knock on wood. Let, let's let's keep our fingers crossed. But you're hanging in up? there. You're hanging in there. I'm a little bit under the weather, so I apologize to the fans. But uh, we're gonna power through today. We're gonna have my uh, MJ flu game kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of day. You but uh, you going for 47 tonight? Here's another guy that's going to be coming back from injury tonight. Kevin Durant making his debut later this evening tonight for the Phoenix Suns. What do you think that's going to look like? Wow. It's going to be a very interesting matchup for the Suns. Uh, they they play the Hornets, so that's why I think it's going to be a great matchup to see really what KD can do offensively. Because Speedy the Hornets recovery been, to um, LaMelo, he's out for the season. Yeah, they, they should be able to win this game, the Suns. Uh, looking already at the lines, it was minus 10, so minus 490 for the money line. I, I'm going to say I'm going to go with the Suns in this game, and I'm well, expecting sure. KD to have a game of at least 25, you know? I can see that. He's been out for long enough now to get the feel that he's went through the recovery process. He went through everything. What was, uh, that, what was he out for again? Uh, I believe it was with the the knee. I, I think so, yeah. yeah it was with it the was, knee yeah. this time. Uh, obviously, the Achilles has always been a concern with him. But with KD, you know, he has taken another long recovery period here. And he's been with the Suns throughout this entire road trip that they've been on. And the fact that he's been there on the bench, you know, kind of coaching and even some of these younger guys that they had through this trade with the Nets, he's, you know, been talking, communicating. So I'm expecting 25 out of him tonight. I would expect him and Booker to go for 25 apiece. I think that they can really showcase what they're about. CP3, let's see what he could do with the assist. What do you think tonight? What, I'll give. What are you going to bet on? What do, what do we think here? How's I'm, that? I'm taking. Uh, <clears throat> I'm definitely going to take Devin Booker for 25. Yeah. I'm going to take Durant for 25, and I'm going to go with 12 to 13 assists from Chris Paul. So so let's look at the Suns overall, right? So this is this game tonight, but if you look at the Suns overall, you alluded to it a couple episodes ago that the Suns, they have this now pair for about three years. Mm-hmm. If they don't win a ring, it's a bust, right? Automatically a bust. Automatically a bust. I want to take it a step backwards. The Brooklyn Nets, when they had Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and what they had there, they weren't av- able collectively to get it done. Yeah. You know, For whatever it's worth, they only had a certain amount of games that they played together and KD not being able to you know, hit that three balls foot on the line. How much should we really judge that on KD's career? Because, I mean, we looked at him win a ring on the, on the Warriors and really take control in that. But we really don't look at that emphasis on the loss of what the Nets, you know, they weren't able to do for what they had for them not to get a ring. It's kind of bizarre, you know, to really think about in hindsight now. For me, it's like, yeah, I think definitely if he doesn't win this year, it's another bust. But I feel like we've given KD so much credit, but yet he hasn't accomplished anything before he went and teamed up with Steph and Clay and Draymond, mm-hmm. and he hasn't done anything after leaving Steph, Clay, and Draymond. So for me, it's like the floor is yours. Like you have the most to prove. There's there's no pressure on Devin Booker. There's no pressure on, you know, DeAndre Ayton. There's no pressure on Chris Paul. Like 
is you. They, yeah. they traded a lot of pieces and gave up a lot of draft picks to go out and get a caliber star like Kevin Durant. So for, for a team, like, like, like I mentioned before, it was okay to make that trade because the team that they had went to the finals. It wasn't it wasn't enough. Yeah. So they tested that <clears> roster <throat> and made it to the finals. Like, you know what? We went, we didn't have the star power, we couldn't get the job done. So you could go out and take that chance and trade your pieces for a star like Kevin Durant. Which, you know, any team would. Would I have done that? Probably not because you don't know what K D can give you. Yeah. K D takes off a lot of games and in a in a in a game where you need to put those pieces together and you had to build chemistry and understand how each other play and put each other in position to win on defense and offense. He's not on the floor. Mm. So it's constantly a, a, a different game plan. So for me, I would say, like, KD, you have to go out there and at least make the finals. Yeah. If you don't make the finals, bro, it's like, we don't have to talk about you anymore because yeah. you left many situations because things got rough. I feel like any time the... The situation gets too hard for him. He dishes out and he runs away. He cops out and he goes finds a new situation, and he did it again. What? Well, I'll, I'll continue. I thought he he he, he asked for a trade. He went to. Uh, no, I don't think he was traded to Golden State, right? Uh, did he sign as a free agent? Over I, there? I believe it was a free yeah, agent. He signed move, as yeah. a free agent over there. He went up there, torched it up, won two MVPs. I mean, two finals MVPs. You know, he was the most valuable player on their team. He was. By far. Yeah. So I, he I banged that three, three yeah, feet yeah. off the line. Cold so blood I don't on take the road, anything yeah. away from him in, in, that, in that stand where he was in our team for that certain amount of time. Yeah. But after he left, it's like, bro, you haven't proven anything. You haven't. I think that he has. So I guess he hasn't proven anything in the long run of a, a championship caliber season like say he can't Giannis. be the leader yeah like Giannis was a couple of years ago with the box right mm-hmm. I guess if you if you say you want somebody that carried it on their own I can show he, you how to do that he had a lot of runs with the Thunder when they were up 3-1 they should have put the door on the Warriors you know before he left they were up 3-1 and then and he went and joined them exactly so he's a talented player an incredible scorer you know an incredible shooter KD is is one of the best players in the league, but I do understand your competitive nature of it to try to just yeah, you always why take out. the easy route. Mm-hmm. I understand that. So I guess like the only thing I would back on that would be a little bit with the Nets. I understand the move to move on from the Nets now that you were the last one there. It kind of was a, a package deal, I really think, because it was Kyrie and KD at first, you know. It was like a package deal. So I think with with KD, would you have been upset if he would have went to a team not the Suns? Maybe with not as loaded. Maybe hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dame out in Portland. You that know, that would have been fire. You would have been okay with a move like that because to say it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's two. It's two times already that you went and joined a team that was previously in the finals. Yeah, when he joined the Warriors, they had just lost to the Cavaliers in the finals. Yeah, in the finals. Now you leave in Brooklyn and you're going. To a team that's still trying to rebuild in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they're not technically re- rebuilding. Cause Outside they were, of Dame, yeah. I mean. They were just, not Dame, um, the Suns, they were just in the final. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm so that's, a, that's two times in a row, like, you go, in the, you go in and join a team that was 
in the finals, win or lose. Yeah. So it's like, bro, like, how much easier do you want it? Like, you had it made in, in what you call it. The Nets say, yo, who do you want? Who do you want to team up with? All right, I want Kyrie. All right, let's sign Kyrie. Oh, we want James Harden. Let's go trade for James Harden. They did everything that they possibly could to put talent around you and to build a franchise. And when the the feathers got ruffled, you 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 bailed out again. You bailed out again. So now you're gonna go join Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, which is technically one of the best. That's teams some in the team, league. right? Yeah, there. for sure. Thinking, just saying that. And I and I, I we got to give a lot of credit to Chris Paul because I was gonna say it is respectable though. If he goes to the Suns and had made it about like I'm going to the Suns because I want CP3 to get a ring, that would have been one thing. But I do see it. If he would have went to Portland and helped out Dame. That would have been fire. Yeah, I would have respected that. That Way moved more, a little bit more. For sure. And speaking of Damian Lillard, how about his 71-point uh, performance? That man is, he, he's he's on a. The other evening. He's on a tear that like, he's, I don't know, it's just like for me, he's he he still has something to prove. And for him, it's just like, I'm going to just go out there, showcase, excuse me. I'm going to showcase my talent. I'm going to go out there, give every single thing that I have for this franchise, for this city. And, you know, he's lived up to that. He's given, he, I mean, he hasn't brought a championship to that city, but, you know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard coming out of the West. It's hard to win a championship in the league when you're only one superstar, when you have to go up against teams that have two, three, four all-stars combined. So for him, it's like, Hey, if I can't win a chip, like I'm gonna give you a hundred percent. I'm gonna put on a show every night. I'm gonna play as many games as possible. I'm gonna do what it takes to compete and keep this team afloat. Try to make the playoffs. Try to make a a run in the postseason. And he's done that. He's yeah. tried and he's gotten there. And then like either he, got, he either he got hurt or one of his co-stars got hurt. And like and I feel bad for the kid because mm. well not I don't want mean to call him a kid, but you know. What yeah. I mean by that, but I feel bad for him because it's just like so much talent, so much effort that he's put in for such a small city. Because mm-hmm. who wants to go play in Portland? It is a nice place to live, but I do. Under- I know what you're you're talking about. You know, you're taking like, your talents cities in like your prime. That, it's you hard to be to in go. that big city, big moment, big exactly. energy. I get it's, it. Get, get the big deal. Everything. I get that. It's hard to go to certain places. Like look at Giannis. Yeah, Giannis is. You can by far say he's top two, top three players in the league. Hands down, no debate. And no one has thought, like, yo, let me go team up with him over there. Why? Because no one wants to live in Milwaukee. Exactly. No disrespect to Milwaukee, but yeah. in, in the in the space of sports where marketing and, and, and sponsorships take a huge effect into mm. your contract, people yeah. people think, think twice, four times, five times. Like, yeah, that situation over there sounds good. But everything off the fi- off the court mm. is not gonna make sense for my brand and my company. Mm. So they well go said. to they they go to these big cities where you know they can be seen. They get things done. Publicity, off, oh, yep. yeah, exactly. So their image. I don't the know. Brand. It's just like it's hard for Damian Lillard to like even build a, a team around him because people don't want to fly out there. People don't want to play in Portland. He got Melo, but Melo was already on his way out. You know, he he already plateaued in his career. And he hit his peak. And it's just like, I feel for him because he wants to be loyal and he wants to be one of those stars known as like, listen, I fought it out 
my whole career with one particular team. Do I necessarily believe that that breaks you or makes you? No, because, for instance, like, there's a lot of stars who say, you know what, I love the city I was drafted in, but there's nothing more I can offer. Yeah. There's nothing more I can do. Mm-hmm. It's not that my, my organization can't bring talent in this. The talent don't want to come here. He has given 11, 12 seasons to this organization. Absolutely. And they've given him great seasons. Almost, you know, $500 million over that span. I mean, he has made and a lot of money, and he's worth it. 71 points the other night, 13 three-pointers he hit. He uh-huh. is a walking bucket. I guess you're 100% right about the market thing, and we could talk about that. I'm going to get to this point. You know, we hear a lot of people talk about how championships really put emphasis on a player's career. You know, that validation in a sense. Does Damian Lillard not having a championship take away, you know, his career? I would say no. It's just unfortunate. I feel like he doesn't get the recognition without the championship. Would you agree with that, Jose? You know? I mean... I respect him I, to stay in Portland, though. He sure. cares a lot about that community for and sure. everything. I definitely give him his props because he stood, he stood on his word and he said he's going to try to stick it out here. He's gonna, he wants to win a, a chip for, for the city that drafted him. Like, I get that. Does the championship play a, a factor? Of course it does. But when you can put up numbers like that and the city loves you and the city, you know, is going to ride it out with you, and they're probably—I guarantee you—they're gonna build a trophy in front of that mm. that arena for him. Like I think that probably holds more value than a, than a trophy, because a trophy is more of a of a team collective. Like from management to from the top to bottom, that's everyone has to do their job right to the T for you guys to win the championship. So for him, it's just like not blaming it on the organization but it's like yeah i did everything that i possibly could have done for this city i put in yeah. all the work i put in the hours i put in the shots mm. i did everything i i played with everyone around me whatever you guys brought in whatever you guys traded for like i worked around that we know we had competitive seasons we made the postseason a couple times but does it take away from anything no not necessarily because you know what he's going to go down as one of those, probably the greatest Portland Trailblazer of all time. Yeah, I and still you can, and you can Clyde never, Draxler. I was gonna say he's gonna surpass him too. Like you can never put. And that, I remember him, and he didn't win a ton. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. Like, so for me, it's like, how how would you say like what's what's bigger for you like to be remembered? Because mm. you you can have five titles and no one's gonna remember you. Mm. Robert Horry has seven, and no one puts him in any conversation. Yeah, I know to this day. Some of the best athletes haven't won anything. Yeah, we, their, their, we didn't talk about Bill Russell with all his championships. Yeah, yeah exactly. God rest so soul, you, you're, you're always going to be remembered for the, for the, for the work that you put in that 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 ten fifteen year run. Like, what did you do? Like, he put Portland on his back. He put that that team on the map, and people tune in, and he sells out tickets, and he sells a lot of jerseys. So for me, I think. It doesn't tarnish his legacy, but of course, you know, winning a championship does put you in the status in the status where most of these athletes don't make it to. So for me, I would say like, no, nah, it's not gonna hurt him, because he's gonna he's gonna go down as the greatest Portland Trailblazer to ever suit up for that team, and they definitely will have a trophy for him. I mean, not a trophy, a statue out there for him. 
Yeah. And I think that holds more value because a trophy is a team thing and a statue is there forever. Mm. I think with Dame, he made the right decision staying with this organization. He's that type of player. He's like a Derek Jeter. He's like a Kobe Bryant. He's going to stay with this organization through and through. And I hope they do win a chip for him. You know, one day he continues to get buckets over there. It's amazing watching him play. And I would say, you know, that's I agree 100% with you. I guess really it doesn't tarnish his legacy because no. you're right. He's so. going to go down as probably the best trailblazer in history. Um. And just to think about it, look at all the competition that he's gone against yeah. in the West at the playoff position. He wasn't even able to make a lot of all star see or make a lot of all star games because there was so many talent there's so much talent yeah. ahead of him. And not saying that those guys were better, but their teams were better. Mm. They were on winning teams. And just what you were saying about that marketing and the bigger city and the exactly. image. Exactly. I And Portland I, is a big city, don't mm. get us wrong. Like that's where Nike headquarters is at. That's where Nike runs everything. Yeah, in Oregon there. Yep. So, an Oregon is a huge, huge, huge market. But for basketball, yeah, not much. And that's where I guess I would say I think Damian Lillard is one of those players that he can fit into NBA history as, as, a, as a walking bucket. You know, sure. everybody does know him. He has grown his image into, you know, that, that player, Dame Time. He has lived up to his expectation and mm-hmm. – his hype, really. Uh, and everybody wants him to win that chip. But I do want to revisit the that market that you brought up. I think it's a great point. You know, you look at a player like Giannis who has a ring, who has won a championship by himself, in a sense, you know, not winning it with another big-name superstar, but may not get as much recognition as, you know, he could have if he went to another bigger city. And I guess that's where... It may work with Damian Lillard. I think the championships, you know, are what the results are talked about. But we have talked a lot about popular players that may not have won the big one or, you know, have achieved all that. But what they've done to almost get there mm-hmm. is is incredible. You know, just hold, it holds as much value as a as yeah, a winner. Exactly, because there's a lot of championships. I remember we were just talking about the Warriors. You know, we were still talking about LeBron, what he did, going for 55 in that game one. Mm-hmm. The Warriors may have got that, got the win, but a lot of people are like, oh, my God, if J.R. Smith would have just hit that layup. You know, could have been a different that, story. but There was nothing he could have really done in that situation. Yeah. Even if he would have won game one, mm. I don't think he would have beat them Yeah, three more times. That was the best assembled basketball <laughs> team we've ever seen in NBA history. That was crazy. Ever. That was wild. With great coaching, great management, great front office. Yeah. Great city. I got one for you. So here's my question for you. Here's a here's a really good bonus question. If you could pick an era of maybe three years of watching the NBA, like if you had the history, you know, you have three hours to watch the finals from those years, what years would it be? Like what eras? I would go the Lakers three peat. Mm. I would go Miami's three-year run, and then I would go KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond, three-year run. Yeah, but you would have probably Bron when he won it with the Cavs. Uh, For me, I think my my favorite trip for Bron was when he won it for Cleveland. Yeah. 
was it was he, I think he was the most dominant and it's just like winning for for your for your city yeah in a city that drafted you like that holds a different value to me like mm. everyone wants to win for their hometown or everyone wants to win for the team that drafted them he didn't he he knocked out two birds with one stone in that situation mm. and he was going up against great competition he had to really strap up his boots put the team on his back and he did that and that's that's kind of what we were talking about you know that one feels like it means a lot of more course. than and you if know. you were to ask him to this day which one holds more value even winning for Miami winning for the Lakers organization hmm. he's going to say Cleveland yeah for sure okay if he could keep one of those chips like we can just go back and say you know what we're going to race two year championships or three year championships he's going to stick to Cleveland mm-hmm. that just holds value to him and it holds value in general in sports when a superstar not just any Regular athlete, like your third, fourth, fifth string. Yeah. The best player in the world playing for his hometown and for the team that drafted him. There's no greater story than that. Yeah. It's like probably watching Aaron Judge win for the Yankees. You know I how know. amazing that would be? They still got to get past the Astros. He's not from. He's not <laughs> Here from. Here we go. New York. Still he's not from it. New York, but that's, that's, a, I know, that's yeah. a huge franchise. Super, super, super huge on history and like tradition, tradition, and athletes that walk through yep. those through those locker rooms and put on those pinstripes. Just one chip for him would be amazing. So we'll we'll kind of start the transition into baseball a little bit here, and sticking with kind of that marketing and and the brand and the image. And you know, we we're just talking about the Yankees. Do you think the New York Yankees are the most? brand recognizable in all sports more than maybe the Cowboys, I would say, <clears throat> or the Lakers. You think, what do you think the most recognizable franchise is in sports across the board before we even get into baseball? I'm hitting you with a couple questions today. That's um, that's a great question. Yeah. And I'm a Mets fan, and, you know, I can be biased, but for sure, you can put the Yankees up there, man. More than the Cowboys? Of course. The Lakers, yeah. Of course. I guess America's pastime. Not only that, you've had legends that've walked through. Yeah. Through those through those pinstripes. I mean, we could just sit here for for the next hour and just name all the Yankee players and stars that <laughs> put on those pinstripes. Yeah. How much that holds? Twenty eight championships, Hall of Famers, Lou Garrett, Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada. Mickey Babe Mantle, Ruth, Babe Ruth, Mickey yep. Mantle, yep. like the list goes on and on and on. Aaron Judge now, Aaron yep. Judge now, is like there's no, I don't know, like you you can go anywhere in the world and see a Yankee hat. Yeah, you can go anywhere in the world and people are Yankee fans. Mm-hmm. People travel from all over the world and all over the United States to go to Yankee games. Mm. Could you say that about Dallas? Yeah, mm. but Dallas market has, thing. Yep. Dallas hasn't been shit in the last. 20 years yeah neither have the yankees because they haven't won since 2009 but their history (laughs) their history is so iconic and they have won so much that you can never take that away from them they're gonna their name is gonna hold value forever so now that we got that that question out of the way let's move into baseball here uh we are starting the first day of march so we are you know in spring training here world baseball classic coming up we talked about that on our last episode yeah i can't wait for that uh what 
rule change throughout the entire offseason now excites you the most about the season? Because now, I mean, we'll do a season preview, of course, as we get closer to opening day and whatnot. But for the offseason, what rule change excites you most about the season coming up? Um, How would I say? I like the time clock. Mm. I do like it. Talk to me. Talk to me. I'm not going to lie. But for me... For me personally, yeah, the rule that I'm looking forward most to is: Would you say that the shift is a rule? I would say it is. Yeah, we could put that in. All right, I'm not gonna. I, I definitely like the shift, but for me, what I like is the pitcher can only throw to first base two times. Okay. So you know what that means? Yep. More stolen bases. Mm-hmm. More runs. That that right there is gonna bring more excitement to the game. When was the last time we seen a player steal fifty bases? Yeah, sixty bases. Do you yeah. remember when Jose Reyes was in his prime? Like every time that man got on base, it was electrifying. Yes. Now, like, what a top player. We'll we'll revisit that for one. sure. Like, what a top player. One of my favorite plays in baseball is seeing somebody gunned out at second base. Mm. Like, let's see where these let's 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 really rate. These catchers, let's really rate these arms. Let's really see what baseball really is. Like, the shift took away so much from the game. It took away so many hitters. Like, if we were to look back, like Ryan Howard or David Ortiz and mm. all these players, like, you could only imagine how many more hits they would have had yeah. and how how better their numbers could have been without the shift. The shift takes away so much. I I. I never liked it. Like I understand, defense is also a part of a game, but you know, yeah, to each his own. But that's what I'm looking for most to is seeing the stolen bases. Gotcha. I've always been a fan of stealing I like bases. That. Like as a kid, like my coach would have us stealing bases. Yeah. On any pitcher, we didn't <laughs> feel bad for anyone. We come in here to win. If the catcher's bad, we're running everyone, even the slowest person on the team. We're gonna. We're gonna push it, and it's amazing. It's amazing the play too. You know, yeah, you got how much goes your, into it. You got to put yourself in position to yep, win right away. We have a lot of great catchers in the league, yeah, but they don't get to showcase their arm and their talent because no one's stealing bases. I do like how you said last week everything is more offensive driven, of and course. that's gonna drive in, you know, more money. It feels like mm-hmm. now that you have that kind of opportunity to showcase more of the catcher's arm, that's gonna generate more stars. I think maybe the Phillies, JT. Ramudo, we want to see that cannon. We want to see go. that, exactly. Let you that know? shit fly. That's like, what I mean. So I do. You like, paid $100 million. Of course, you got paid for your bat. Mm. But we know you have a cannon back there. I also like how that they are going with this clock. It's speeding up the games. Absolutely. I'm excited to go to a lot of baseball games this year, as are you. And like, we're gonna go I like that rule. I like I that like rule. Yeah. But there's a lot of great talent in the league where they need those. 15 seconds to like settle in or get in their motion their motion and they're pitching like how would i say like mm. they're pitching form some you know they get wacky they do a lot of moving of the hands up and down swinging their bodies and their hips just to project that 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 power from their legs yeah so it may take away a lot from from pitching the only thing i would say about that pitch clock is like now the game is way faster. I mm-hmm. like I like it that the game is faster. Yeah. Like it keeps the game flowing. I do like that a lot. I feel like that rule is gonna be uh uh Could go either way. Not that it could go either way. I think it's just gonna 
affect a lot of pitchers. Okay. You're rushing them, number one. And two, like, mm. they, they can never settle in. Yeah. They will never be comfortable. So some of your most dominant pitchers in the league, they have those wacky, tacky movements. Once you take that away from them, they're going to go up there and they're going to get smacked. So now we don't – we may have – if we had 20 <laughs> dominant mm. pitchers, you could bring that down to 10 dominant pitchers. Yeah. And you don't want to take away the pitcher from the game of baseball. You just don't want to see a whole bunch of – Hit. I mean, of course, you want to see a lot of offense, of course, a lot of yeah. runs, a lot of hits, a lot of home runs. But you also want to see, like, good pitching, hey, too. You I'm know? paying this guy. Yeah. 40. He's not giving up six home runs in the first inning. Yeah, I'm paying this guy $40 million a season. Yeah. And he's getting his ass whipped just by default. Uh-huh. Like, there's nothing he can do. Like, you've been pitching this way your whole career for 10, 12, 15 years. Mm. And now you have to do a whole new reset. Yeah. So it takes away from pitching, but it gives you more offense. So it's like you got to give and take. And for it is me, a give and take. I don't think there's going to be a lot of pitchers in the first year that's going to catch up to that. I think that it's going to be good for some pitchers that want to go fast. That would be yeah. like, let's go. Like, like we Scherzer talked about like, yeah, like, last week. To go fast. And not only that, there's a lot of hitters that come into the bag and they take two, three minutes just fixing their gloves. And Machado. Yeah, and then they do it all over again. Like, I get that. That's like repetition. That's like second nature. It's muscle memory like that. What gets you comfortable, that's what gets Mm -hmm. you settled in. You don't have time for that. No. It's a faster game now. I I love it. I really do. do. I do. Because especially if we want to go to games, like, we can go to games and leave at a comfortable time. Mm -hmm. You know, 7 o'clock, all right, we're out of there by 10, you know. I think it gives, gives more people a little bit more you know, I would say accuracy with things, mm-hmm. you know, I think you, planning and whatnot. I like it. I still think we do need to revisit the schedule. I know that we talked a little bit more about that last week, but I think the schedule has to be something that gets brought up more in the future. I still think, look how many spring training games they're playing, the World Baseball Classic for some players, 162 games, and then into the postseason. And you said it is the hardest one to win. You know, that is a lot of games. It's a lot of time they're playing, a lot of time on the road, a lot of travel. I don't like how that one particular game was ended on time clock. That I don't like. Well, that was just for a postseason game that ended at 5-5, like in a tie. They won't play extra innings. But if if there is a game that the away team is up 3-2 in the ninth inning and that batter is out because of that, I would then agree with you. And I think that could happen. So I... I definitely think that they should have to modify that rule to not have that end on the last play of the game. Like football, you know, you can't end on a flag. Yeah. I definitely think they should add that. I mean, at least a couple the, things they could look at in this offseason. At off least season. in the postseason, you don't want to see a game end like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was terrible. Could you imagine if a World Series ended like that? No. You know how you've, you're robbing the fans of a, of, they, of a game. How do you think I feel with the birds? Yeah, yeah. It's like, Talk I, to me. I, wouldn't, I don't want to see that. That, that yeah. I don't like. like. I know. You're telling me. Last out, come on. I know. Let it just let it just chill. Just, just I know. chill. Watch that flag. Yeah, just chill. Just just chill out. Chill a- out. Any other rule that you think they should add? Obviously, talked about schedule and whatnot. Any rules you think I should we should add to the game of baseball right now? Yeah, anything that they you you're thinking like, man, they missed this one, or I wish they would have had that for this for this season coming up. Um, off the top of my head, not really. Okay. 
Because the only rule that I really, really hated in baseball was the shift. <laughs> you did hate that one quite a bit. But besides that, I think, you know, the game is going in the right direction. Is is going to be played faster. We don't lose baseball because a lot of people were complaining, oh, ticket prices should go down and we're getting less baseball. We're not getting less baseball. You still get nine innings. You still get 27 outs. It's just that we don't have just wasted time where a batter goes up to the batter's box and takes five minutes to fix his glove and fix his cleats and yeah. kick dirt and, and do all these extra stuff. Like, let's get in motion. Like, Let's keep it moving here. Don't yeah. slow down the game. It's already a long game. so It is. The average game was, yeah. what, three hours and some change? Oh, my God. And it's that, down to two hours and a half. And they got to do away with doubleheaders. Or, like, they got to do something with this. Because, like, we were talking about that one day that we went to the game yeah. last August when the Mets played the Phillies. Like, game ended at 1030. And that was the second game of a doubleheader. And then they have to be back at the ballpark at, you know, noon tomorrow for a 1 o'clock game. It's like, that's a lot on a player. And that's four games in three days in it, the heat of you know the summer. It's like exactly what the, that. That's where I'm saying is like I know there's a lot of money, but you got to do something with the schedule. I definitely think we're making strides towards getting to a better game with the pace of play. But I think batting average is going to go up in the league. Yeah. Stolen bases is going to go up in the league. It's going to be an exciting season. Doubles is going to go up in the league. It's going to be exciting. Gonna if I if I could think if I could change one thing in baseball, it would probably be like let's cut some games. Mm. Let's prevent these injuries. Let's now you're talking like me. I love it. Yeah, let's prevent these these pitchers from blowing out their arms and having to pitch so many games and so many innings. Like, yeah. you want the best of the best on the field for a certain stretch of time. Mm-hmm. That that season that we had with COVID, I felt like it was perfect. We didn't have that many injuries. Everyone got to showcase their talent, and the best team won. Yeah. Regardless of what happened, whether there was no fans or no – Hey, the best team won. I would say that like if if we could cut it from 162 games to like probably like 120. That's what I I'm saying. Yeah, that would be in a, in a great ballpark. That's what for, I mean. Yeah, for us. And um, that's the only thing I would change. But baseball is definitely going into. They they they're trying to. I think they're trying to compete with with baseball. They they want more like fans. They they want the young talent to bring in. The fans, they want the young talent to flourish. Like, what good is all these young talents and and you're playing in a shift where you're a left-handed hitter who yeah. hits. We need more really stars good. in baseball, too. We need yeah, we sure. need that power. We need. And we have a lot of talent now in the baseball, and they're all young. So baseball's in a good position just like the NFL is in a good position. When your young talent is flourishing yep. and they're selling jerseys and, and they're charismatic, and we, we get to see the behind the scenes and like now baseball before you had to wear like matching color cleats and now like they're giving these stars more opportunity to showcase who they really are to build yeah, more personality. Yeah, yeah, to show to, to to get like a behind the scene like what is he into? Like what is he like? You grow more of a of a of a how could I say it? Not a friendship because you technically a fan of that player. Yeah, yeah, you become a fan of it. Like, oh, he's into the same things that I'm into. Yeah. So like, give us a little more behind the scenes because, mm-hmm. like, you know, baseball's America's pastime, so they don't really get in depth with that, and they don't try to break the, the fifth wall. So yeah, we're getting more of that. Like now, like as we're watching the game right now, Yankees versus Washington, we get more of. 
players during the game being mic'd up and talking to the commentators and giving us a little bit of more behind the scenes. Like that, that's where we need to get into with baseball. Because we have the young talent, they have the fan bases. Just let them grow with each other more. Yeah. I agree. Let them have them that communication. Because look, basketball. Basketball changed the game for all sports. They don't even have to come into the game dressed up in suits anymore. No. God, no. Everything is style. And they have segments where they literally just pay attention to what people are wearing, what what kicks are they wearing, what outfits are they wearing. It's It's starstruck power that brings in more fan base. Fashion brings in more fan base. The music that you come into when your song is on your entrance, that brings in more fan base. It's mm-hmm. like, give us all these little glimpses of who this person really is, and then you grow their fan base. Mm. And if their fan base is growing, guess what? Jersey sales is up, ticket sales is up, and everyone wins all around. The team wins and the players win. I like that. I like that. So a couple of fan questions for you for the baseball season coming up. Who do you think... Uh, is going to have the biggest, I would say, change from last year, like a bottom team uh, from last year that you think will have a, a much better season, you know, maybe a rebuilding year? Or... I wouldn't necessarily say any particular team, but I will say left-handed hitters will have a big, big year this year. Really? Okay. Due to the shift. Yeah. But there's not one team that you're thinking last year they just weren't good, but this year they got some talent this offseason and they're they're picking up. Um I will probably go with Houston, you know, it's still the same. Obviously, yeah. I will I'm 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 excited to see the Padres with Fernando Tatis, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and they just Damn. got your boy Boga. Manny. Manny got paid. Manny got paid. We're gonna he get got to paid. that. We gotta get to that. But Machado Yep. Tatis, Bogarts, Hosmer, like they're mm-hmm. stacked. I'll go Marlins though on the on Marlins. The yeah, they made a yeah, lot yeah, of good you're moves. Right, you're right. You know it's crazy. Like they Marlins, made a lot of those. to to think about the conversation we was having the other day is like, how many legends walked through <laughs> those through that through that organization? Yeah, Miguel Cabrera, Hanley Ramirez, Yelich, Marte, Hanley Ramirez. You said. Like, Remember Dan Ugla? Dan Ugla, like a lot of talent has walked through those doors. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, a lot of talent. Oh my God, yeah. Florida breeds great baseball players. I know, especially you're playing Miami. But they don't. Spend I never the, understood that. They though. don't spend the money to keep those players. And I, I'm I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna throw this shot at you, but it's not necessarily to you. But your man Jeter went over there and traded all that talent. Agreed. He did fuck that up. He fucked that up. I'd go right at him. He did. Derek Jeter fucked that up. He'd probably be the first to admit that. He really did. He fired a lot of people. What the fuck did he do to the Marlins? (laughs) I'm sorry. The the Marlins literally have more rings than the New York Mets. No Mm -hmm. offense to you. For sure. They beat the Yankees in the 0-3 World Mm -hmm. Series. So, like, look, you know. But hey. what what did Derek Jeter do? I thought he was really going to turn the Marlins around there. I, I was know. like, they're going to have Derek Jeter like, go in there, his mentality, his mindset. Some players nothing. could do great on the field, but they can't do great behind a clipboard. But it was also what me and you were talking about the other day, how franchises in sports can just change. You know, the Houston Astros are the hottest team in baseball and now are the dynasty in this in this yeah. era of time. But it wasn't too long ago, maybe 10 Who years ago, they weren't. This year? They weren't as good. Uh, well, I definitely think the Marlins are gonna turn it around. Uh, I think the Seattle Mariners. Is yeah, good. definitely them. Um, I think the Giants are gonna go opposite way. 
You think so? I don't think they made. Obviously, they lost. Some, nah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, count them out because they're trying to get. They're trying to bring in talent. They have the money. And I they, know, they, but they're dead they, out there they, in they, that division. They, they dead in the waters. They lost out on career That's and then they saying. lost on judge. Yeah. So I think if anything, trade trade deadline, they're gonna go out and try to get something. Yeah, I think the Detroit Tigers also will be uh, better. They yeah. did make a couple good moves, and they actually Javi needs to get out of there so bad, bro. <laughs> I know, but I'm excited to see uh, how that goes. And then the next question is, who do you think will be the MVP this season? Anybody? This uh, season? Anybody you're looking at? Otani, Judge? No. Again, or somebody somebody new? I, I wouldn't give it to them. Even if they were, it's like, yeah. well, they're already solidified megastars in the league. And, like, I understand the concept. Like, it's like it goes back to, like, NBA. Like, we know we could have gave Braun <laughs> seven, eight MVPs. Facts. Yeah. But if there's only one person winning the MVPs in the league, you're not you're not creating not that you're not creating stars, but you're not putting other stars on the platform to grow the to grow the sport. Mm. If you have a a different MVP every year, your your league as a whole is growing because you're showcasing talent. Mm-hmm. If 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 I don't watch baseball on the regular and Mike Trout wins the MVP every single year, then it's like Who's really but his team doesn't there? go to the playoffs. Exactly. exactly. Like, yeah. Who's over there? So if you have a, a MVP, a new MVP every year, yeah, it 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 evolves the game. And I mm-hmm. think what we need to separate is from most valuable player to the offensive player. Just because you had the best numbers doesn't make you the best player, the most valuable player. Yeah. Because guess what? Mike Trout won. <laughs> How many MVPs so far? Three, four? Yeah, sometimes. And he's never made the playoffs in any of those runs. I I, I agree with that, yeah. So Which doesn't like, make, it, it that doesn't shows you, though, too, because now they have Otani and they didn't even come close. Exactly. You're valuable to a losing franchise, then you're not really valuable. Because an MVP is supposed to take a, a regular team, and make them a around. powerhouse, yep. turn them around, get them into the postseason. That's, that's what I would say. Like, we shouldn't have... Just like they gave the Silver Slugger, you know, those batting titles, I think that's what we should do. But MVP, to me, like I said, MVP is going to come from a left-handed hitter. Hmm. The shift is going to open up baseball like we've never seen before. I think uh, watch out for your boy Mookie Betts. Watch out for him. uh, I think he's going to have a big season. uh, I could go with Juan Soto. He's he's coming up to – I'll go Soto, MVP. Okay. Besides, like, Otani. They got a big team, though, over yeah, there. Yeah, man. Padres. No shift on him. Sheesh, they scary. And then everyone hitting behind him. I don't even want to. scary. I don't really want to. Baseball season, though, I'm going to be watching the Yankees. They're going to be winning games. And I'm going to be like, does it even matter, Jose? Yeah, young core's I'm going to be, good, until though. June, I'm going to be like, does it matter? We got to still look, beat the Astros. Whoa, that's what I like to see right there. Still Throw gotta, it first. What do you think? You think the Mets, you still confident with that division? Yeah, I think we're winning. The division this year, for sure. It's going to be competitive, though. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be really competitive. Like I said the other day, out of the National League, the World Series winner is going to come from the National League East. You can go Philly. You can go Mets. You can go Atlanta. Any of those three teams today with the teams that they have can win a World Series. Mm. You don't think anybody outside of that division in the NL no. can compete? Not, no. not the Cardinals? Besides the Padres, probably. Dodgers, though? No. Nah. Dodgers lost talent, and they don't have a strong 
pitching rotation. Anybody? And they just lost. They just lost. Um, what you call it? Off yeah. For the season with ACL. I did see What's that. What's his name? Shit. Uh, Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux, and he's one of their best players. Yeah. Uh, anybody in the AL to compete with the Astros that you could see? If the Yankees make the right adjustments, <laughs> I, I can see them every fucking year. Sorry, <laughs> it's no, just it's that frustrating. It, it happens, every it, year it happens, but it's, you guys have a lot of young talent out there that's looking good in the postseason. I mean, in the spring training. This this it goes back to like with the Mets as well. It's like yeah. we have all this young talent, but you don't put them in the big stage. Are you just gonna hold them for ransom so you can trade them later on? Like, you probably don't want to expose them. Mm. And, you know, you just want to play it safe. Brett Beatty should be the starting baseman for the Mets. Machado's out the picture. We don't have a third baseman. We could go out there in the free market. And not only that, you don't have to pay. Who's playing third last year? Uh, Cabrera. Uh, true, true, true. Put yeah. Brett Beatty in there. Yeah, I agree with you there. He's the he's the future. Yeah. Because you're not going to trade him, one. It's either you're going to have him at third or you're going to have him at left field. Mm. He's going to transition to either third base or to the outfield. So just throw him in there early. Yeah. Get him in there. Look at Alec Bone from He's good. Yeah, I was gonna say from Philly. From Philly. Yep. He went through his trials and tribulations. You know, he had two bad seasons. Not bad seasons, but he had a lot of errors. He was adjusting. He finally found his position. Mm-hmm. He finally found his spot in the lineup. Yep. He finally like he he sharpened his knife. He, yeah. he you know? And excuse me. He's looked great for them. He was yeah. a monster in the postseason. So it's like Give these young talent the opportunity. Like, everyone always says, hey, like, build your farm system, build the farm system. I get that. Yes, it's very important to build the farm system. But what good is your farm system if you never give them the opportunity? Yeah, if you don't let it grow. Look at the Astros. Look at Pena. Exactly. Bingo. They're not giving out $300 million contracts over there in Houston. No, they're not. Why? Because they have talent. All right, we're going to fit you in. If it don't work out, we trade you, put you in a package or somewhere else, Mm -hmm. and you probably flourish somewhere else. I know who's giving out more than three hundred million dollars in contracts. Apple, Apple Music, obviously, and Drake. They've obviously had a a big, big contract. Five hundred million, I think it was. No, he got signed to. Was it Universal? They gave him five hundred. Well, the budget that he was involved in with Yachty's interview did not have that kind of money involved in it. Mm-mm. Uh, you want to talk about this interview a little bit? I don't think uh, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we could talk about it last we, week. I think we covered pretty much a lot of enough in sports. Yeah. Let's you know, it's still early in the seasons and stuff, but we could talk into that. Let's hop in. How do you feel about the interview? <clears throat> I thought it was expected, like, Yachty kind of just kind of going off the dome of what he wanted to ask him. Turks and Caicos, you know, drinks in. Kind of interesting questions. I think what I can take of the interview was there was a couple points where Drake, he had very good responses. You know, they were very well thought out. Um, I think his... His thought on talking about a graceful exit and the way that he described it, I thought was very well said. And then I think his kind of kind of version of his his self in society, uh, kind of the way that he expressed that. So I thought it wasn't maybe what we really wanted, which I think that's kind of why you're disappointed right now. We haven't yeah, had an interview me, from him in so long. But I'll let you talk, and then I'll kind of say what I did like. But start me off, Jose. I'm gonna just say this: like, we 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 hardly ever get interviews from Drake. I think the last one was with Rap Radar mm-hmm. and those guys over there. 2019 ended that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's now four years past that. So much has happened. So much has gone on. Like, so yeah. many albums. So much music. And you guys, are, like, it, to me that was, like that interview was almost like 
like a parody. Like they was just like up yeah. there, just talking shit. Like Literally. I think I think the, the the concept was like, let's get clickbait. Like yeah. let's get the views on us. Like there was not one question that he really asked him where like Drake really had to sit back and think like, how do I answer this or like. Well, I think he did a little with the graceful exit though. You don't think so? Eh, no. He, because at the end of the day, the graceful exit isn't coming anytime soon. No, he just alluded I, I guess so. He yeah. alluded to like I'm thinking about it, like yeah. I can get there, and we all know that's gonna get there eventually. But he still has three more albums. He just signed a yeah. five hundred million dollar yeah. deal. He's not going anywhere, and he, like he mentioned himself, just because I, I gracefully like just bow out doesn't mean I'm not gonna continue to no, put on yeah. talent. Which that's that's what I liked. He had that like Jay Z kind of mindset. Yeah, I'm still gonna course. be working with people, be on like small But besides features. that, like what do you get out of that that conversation? I just liked how he said at the end, you know, the graceful exit is to kind of step outside and then let the competitive field develop and then have that like kind of you know, hindsight perspective of everything. He like kind of steps out of that com- competitive field. That's mm-hmm. kinda how he described it. He's like you know, sports is like you have kind of results to base your facts or your your debate. Mm-hmm. You know, there's foundation and a result. There's a winner and a loser. In music, it's like what you like versus what you kind of don't, he said. Yeah, yeah. So I like how he said that, like, competitive kind of field, you know, you kind of you separate yourself from. Then you just let the competition, you know, override you because now you've stepped away and now you're, you know, into the next phase. So I like how he said that. And then his kind of... The way he described, like, how he enters a room as he was comparing it to himself to a girl with, with big huge, tits. Yeah, huge tits. Yeah. It was interesting, though, how he explained, like, how people have, like, this kind of uh, misconception of, of, him. of him based on, like, his music and just his Instagram as Yachty posted. So I thought, like, that was kind of interesting how they touched on that, like, trend, how, you know, people may see him as, you know, kind of one way but in person he's actually you know like you said a yeah. really nice guy and i thought the interview was kind of like a party and it looked like a click clickbait excuse me uh interview but i thought for the most part it was kind of funny it was it was yeah, it was, it was cool to see the cool nike car, turks and yeah. Caicos vibe but yachty was catching one he didn't know what the hell to call it we were Some, getting b-roll of the sun you know juan was just like i could direct this like what is going on yeah it was like it had like seven chapters in like a 30 minute <laughs> yeah 30 minute interview like the shit had no replay value there's nothing there that you can besides the him mentioning the fact that he could gracefully buy out or, like, him even talking about his mom. But he didn't even get in depth with that as well. Yeah, no, not really. So, it's like, I just think that overall, Yachty didn't have great questions for him. That was just, like, me and you just sitting down talking and just put on the mic. Like, it had no value. Like this. I think the only thing that Yachty can do with that is, though, his name. It's just, like, Yachty. He, yeah, he's yeah. just, like, that kind of person that people are going to instantly be like, yo, what the hell is Drake, Drake and Yachty saying on the beach in Turks and Caicos? You Drake know what was, I mean? Drake was probably like, you know what? This is... We're this here. Is a project that you're probably working on. You, my boy. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's bring some light to your, yeah. to your, to your new glasses and this podcasting that you're probably working on. But besides that, I would never probably ever go back to that. <laughs> I think I would definitely watch part two to see probably like what, what he says yeah. out of that. But to me, it was just like it was dry. It was just dry. Like you know, for us like huge Drake fans, like you're. You always anticipate him, like, just giving us his views on things. Because the only way we really know, like, how Drake is moving or, like, 
his next project or like anything that's on his mind is through the music mm-hmm. and you have to wait months at a time for that so for 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 us to get like a glimpse of him just sitting down kicking it like there was nothing there that you can really dig into or like go back and like because there's like a lot of interviews where he sat down for hour two hours and like you can go and you can listen to him and you can see the the evolving of his of his work of his character of him hmm. and you can listen to that for two hours like yo this you know he has a lot to say here like there's a lot of info and a lot of small details that you could pick and point at but for this it was just like bro this was for me if i were to rate it I, I, i'm never gonna watch it again i had, I had damn it had, Wow. It, it held no value, bro. It I held. watched it a lot, though. Well, maybe it's just because I kind of, people just were watching it for the first then, time. And then, but. like, the whole, I felt like Yachty was, like, going back and back too much to this whole glasses shit. Like, he's bro, promoted the glasses. Yeah, you're, you're fucking, you have Drake, the biggest fucking superstar in the world right now. I wouldn't say the biggest, I'll say he's number two. I think the biggest superstar in the world right now. Bad Bunny. It's definitely Bad Bunny. But, you know, that's a different genre. But you have Drake right in front of you, bro. This is your your time to put your show. You're saying he could have like made it. You could have blew it out the fucking yeah. water. He really could have. You really could have blew it yeah, out the cause water. Yeah, because we could have been. I I guess I see where you're going. Like, yeah, they had conversation. Like, you're gonna click it. You're gonna watch it. We're gonna talk about it for two weeks. Like the click. But we're was not gonna perfect. keep talking about it for three months. Like with that rap radar, mm-hmm. we were talking about the Kanye. Shit with him, he man. was two hours and forty seven minutes. At least give us an hour. It was thirty five minutes. And you didn't give a shit. I think, I do think with Drake though. It's it's funny though because he does have like that. That misconception that like he was talking about, like you want it to be like that in depth and like that sincere interview and you want to get attention and or not attention, but you want to get like something out of him. But like listening to him talk, it's just like he's he's very normal, you know, he's very like very chill and mm-hmm. he's kind of just like living his life. I, I and do, this is a perfect opportunity for him I, to like really open up because you're being interviewed by someone that you chill with on a regular like someone yeah. that you trust someone that you care about, someone you have a. I think he did open with. up though. I I just think about what I think he did open up a little bit though from the part where he no. was at least saying you know. Uh just about, I would say, his life though. It wasn't as much in music. He in didn't a give sense. us. I think he was saying his life in general. Just he didn't like, give us anything in that interview that we didn't already know. Yeah. I mean that you would assume like okay how is this Drake's life like people have this Drake just came off a and, you know, magnificent album. I know, yeah. The album was never even mentioned. Yeah, good point. He dropped okay. two albums. I see where you're going. I see. He dropped um, never honestly never mind. You could ask him about that. Like yo, why did you go with that route? Like yeah. what was what or was, even Yachty's project too? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I guess because that was where different. Was, where was your mindset at when you decided to drop that particular tape? Then you have what you call it him and um. 21 that conversation never came up he never asked him you like your husband been like being a dad that never came up yeah what's your future looking like that never came up. no it wasn't that type of interview but i see where you're going it could have been this was the opportunity to I really see, yeah. put yourself on the map i see I you like have that. drake on your first episode of your project and you're fucking talking about <laughs> yeah. sunglasses bro yeah sunglasses come on it's like yeah for me, it's like the ball was all the way dropped. Yeah, I guess because it's it, gonna get the views regardless because it's Drake. But 
I think like there's no replay value in this era too. There's a lot of you know, you kind of want to think if you're a big name artist that has an image like Yachty does. He also is trying to do something new in a sense of his music, and if he made this project quote unquote kind of like this is a normal conversation with me and Drake about life, and I'm promoting my my sunglasses. I think I get where you're saying like he could have taken this opportunity to like have like an actual like pot not even a podcast but like a platform where he can like go around and really like dive you into You have like, the interview. power to ask. Questions. There really isn't anybody that does it. Zane Lowe, shout out Zane Lowe on Apple like or I'm sorry Beats, you know. And now Apple, I guess. That it means. is Apple. That's what yeah, he does, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. He was both actually. Yeah, yeah. That guy don't miss. Like he's really the only one that does it when an artist mm-hmm. like drop full send like picks up like an artist if they actually you know, are willing to go through with that, but um, I don't know why, you know, Yachty doesn't do something like that. We hear about Patrick Beverly now because of his podcast, not about how he's playing, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, this, so this, I think this, this there's this other is, opportunities out there to stay relevant within that space. Social media has created yeah. that platform for, for us to, like, really tap in to not just the artist, but the human, the person, who they really are. Because at the end of the day, every artist, actor, Athlete, they're they're playing a character. Yep. You're a character. We talked about that last week about you're a character. So now, like, 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 strip all of that. Like, what do you think? Like, what, what's what's going on with this? Like, what do you think about that? To me, it's just like you didn't ask him not anything that held value to me at all. Mm. Like, I was watching it. I was like, all right, all right, cool, 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 cool. I don't know if they were drunk before it. He was drinking a couple of drinks. So and then he was like, oh, the sun is about to come down and all this extra stuff. I like, went to B-roll. Yeah, like, come on. It was just, a, to me, like, it was whack. For all of that, y'all could have just dropped a song together. Don Tolliver dropped new music last week. Uh, didn't really listen to that album as me much. Either. Yeah. Uh, not too much new music dropping no. recently. Uh, we... Do know that Travis Scott is supposed to drop Utopia in the middle of the summer in June, but there was some reports about him assaulting somebody. So we'll see how that goes now. That's the last thing he needed. So yeah, like I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely waiting on Utopia. Yeah, we're still waiting on Uzi. Just want to also shout out your girl I Spice. There was some rumors that she's dating Pete Davidson now. That's a lot of people crazy. are playing her stuff on TikTok though. I'm seeing that go bro, crazy. She's catchy, bro. She's catchy. She's catchy. That's what New York does, man. They give you a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a zest. Anybody, uh, anybody you been listening to heavy on the ox lately, though? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I've been listening to Dirk. Me too. I went back to Dirk for a little bit. Yep. I went back to, been listening to Jay, for a couple of days now. I like that. Hove, for sure. Um, who was I was listening to the other day? All day, shit. Damn. On it. <laughs> it wasn't Travis. It wasn't Travis. Was it Cole? I was listening to J. Cole a little bit. Cole. It yeah. was Cole. Yeah, it was Cole. There you go. I was going to say. Yeah. Like, sometimes like you just go back to like the old music. Yeah. Force Hills Drive is such a good album, bro. Classic. I really, I would say that's his best album, but Born Center is still like, mm. I would, well, maybe we'll have mm. a debate show. We've been, we're going to have more content for the fans, so. For sure. But I, I think, I think. Forest Hills Drive was, was one of those. Oh, I was listening to, what you call it, too. Um, Good Kid, Mad City, man. Oh, Kendrick. I fucking love that album, bro. I really want to go back and, and I, go back I to last year's album and listen to that, too. Beginning to end. Yeah. 
It's like, a great album. That's the only way you could listen to his album. Yeah. Beginning to end. But besides that, you know, regular shit. But there's nothing now right now, so. Yeah. We're Seems waiting. We're waiting. We're getting there. Uh, but the summer's right around the corner. So, you know, usually people who drop their shit in the summer, everyone's outside. Yep. Everyone's active. Everyone's in the club. So let's see what we get. Slow, slower time, but we're going to start coming into March Madness. We'll do a bracket show. Uh, some more interviews are going to be coming up, more content. Uh, and we'll be starting getting closer to baseball season, the Masters, and Can't summer. But uh, Jose is up at the stuck, baby. Middle of the week, everybody. Cashing out. Stay safe. Hit some parlays. Word. Huh, I need to hit one. <laughs> we all do.